Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve Backintosh. Trump's defamation trial continues. We have the story. Kansas Senate passes a flat tax proposal. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. The county shooting suspect will be tried as an adult. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Yesterday we hit 41 for the high in Wichita, and today may be close to that again. Our complete forecast in just a few minutes. Day two of the E. Jean Carroll defamation trial ends with Carroll still on the stand and former President Trump maintaining the proceeding is unfair. E. Jean Carroll showed emotion during testimony recalling various threats she's gotten since revealing the sexual assault a jury has said former President Trump committed against her. His remarks, as she testified, almost got him thrown out. Post-court, he again called the case. A totally rigged deal. This whole thing is rigged. Election interference. The Trump legal team says Carroll destroyed evidence in this case and the previous sex assault case. Ask the former president. We think that the both trials should be thrown out. Court resumes Thursday with Carroll back on the stand under cross-examination. Gernal Scott, Fox News. A person was injured in a house fire in South Wichita last night, the 1500 block of South Greenwood. One person was hospitalized in critical condition. The occupants already got out of the house by the time firefighters arrived. A lot of that fire was in the garage. Damage estimated at $150,000. A teenager arrested following a fatal shooting at Town East Square last year is set to be tried as an adult. 18-year-old Tobias Robinson was 16 on the day of the shooting. Last March, when he was 17, a judge ruled that he should be tried as an adult for first-degree murder and criminal use of a weapon. But last June, the case was sent back to juvenile court due to a deficiency in the record. This week, a judge ruled that Robinson should be prosecuted as an adult, but it's still not known if the charges will remain the same. Robinson is set to be in court on February 5th. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. The flat tax is back for consideration in Topeka. The bill was reintroduced in the Senate Wednesday and now heads to the House. The Senate vote was 25 to 11 to apply a 5.25% single-rate income tax. Governor Kelly has said she would veto such a plan. The ability to listen to some law enforcement calls on your police scanner will soon be coming to an end in Kansas. After making changes to security on criminal records, 
The FBI says law enforcement will no longer be allowed to broadcast sensitive information over public networks. The Kansas Highway Patrol is in charge of enforcing the new policy across the state. KHP Captain Jim Ohm says most of the changes will depend on the individual agency's budgets. Trying to work with agencies that are are really financially strapped and come up with solutions or um, try to guide them towards grant resources. In Sedgwick County, officials expect to comply by the end of the year. There's been another round of airstrikes against Houthi rebel positions in Yemen. Launched from U.S. ships and submarines in the Red Sea, the missiles targeted more than a dozen sites in Yemen, according to Pentagon sources. Only hours after a drone attacked and started a fire aboard a U.S.-owned and operated vessel in the Gulf of Aden off Yemen's southwestern coastline. Earlier in the day, the Biden administration labeled the Houthis as a specially designated terrorist group, but stopped short of calling them a foreign terrorist organization. That designation had been imposed by President Trump, but was dropped in the early days of the Biden administration. In Washington, Jack Callahan. Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8.03, three minutes past 8 o'clock. Some interesting results in women's basketball last night. Some good victories for local teams. We'll talk about that coming up in sports. Boeing CEO is in Wichita to discuss issues with the 737 MAX jet with employees at Spirit Aerosystems. That story and more just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS 808. Now, eight minutes past eight o'clock on this Thursday morning, and we're at 20 degrees now. Boeing CEO is in Wichita to discuss issues with the 737 MAX jet, discussing those issues with employees at Spirit Aerosystems. David Calhoun held a meeting Wednesday with Spirit's CEO and employees from various departments. A spokesperson says he addressed the issues in manufacturing the 737s. The meeting comes as the FAA expands its investigation into the manufacturing process at both Boeing and Spirit. House Speaker Mike Johnson led a bipartisan candlelight vigil on the House steps commemorating the first 100 days since the Hamas attacks in Israel. This attack, the first of its kind since the Holocaust, came because of anti-Jewish hatred, and it is our duty to call out this evil. If we don't condemn it, if we don't understand what brought it about, if we don't look at it and call it what it is, then anti-Semitic forces will continue to their global rampage, unabated. The case against one of the owners of a Colorado funeral home that did not take care of bodies in their custody is moving forward. Judge William Mueller ruled that the case against Return to Nature funeral home co-owner Carrie Halford can proceed and that she will face trial on charges of 260 counts of corpse abuse, money laundering, forgery, and theft. Carrie Halford and her husband John allegedly tried to cover up financial problems by abandoning almost 200 bodies they had agreed to cremate or bury, instead storing the remains in a neglected building. The bodies were discovered in October after neighbors complained about a foul odor, the judge saying the Halfords acted in order to try and prevent the discovery of the bodies. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. A major blow for sales of Apple's smartwatches. 
The tech giant has once again been banned from selling current versions of its watch in the U.S. in connection with a patent infringement case filed against the company by medical device maker Massimo. In October, the International Trade Commission found that Apple's blood oxygen sensors had infringed on Massimo's intellectual property. Apple Watch models that have already been sold won't be affected by the change, but the company is preparing to sell versions of the Apple Watch Series 9 and the Apple Watch Ultra 2, from which the blood oxygen sensing technology will be removed. The ban could weigh on Apple's operations and sales. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 810, 10 minutes past 8 o'clock. So far this morning here in traffic, things have actually been looking fairly good. We do have a couple of areas to watch out for, though. Uh, we've got a little bit of heavy traffic eastbound on Kellogg. Kind of around the Seneca area. Looks to be thinning out, though, as traffic volumes are starting to thin. Uh, Heaviest traffic I'm seeing right now uh, southbound on I-135 up there approaching K-96 in the North Junction. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Chad Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With cloud cover on the way out, we'll have a clearing sky. It'll be breezy at times today with a high 38. Some flurries possible this evening as a disturbance slides through from the northern Rockies, are low near 8. And then cold Arctic air dives back into the central plains tomorrow with a high 20. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Now partly cloudy and northwest wind at 6 miles per hour. 20 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Today is Thursday, January 18th, and uh, yesterday's high temperature in Wichita was 41 degrees. Normal, pretty good. Normal high for the day, 44. Yeah, just about normal. But now we're going to go the other way. No. <laughs> Low tonight, 8. So are your, are your water pipes still working okay? Yeah. Okay. It seems like once it gets down to about below 5 or 4 degrees, that's when I start having trouble with okay. my hot water pipe in my kitchen. All right, well... Good luck to you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Eight twelve, Steve and Ted, California looking to ban youth tackle football under the age of twelve, and with us to talk a little bit more about that this morning, Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers. Good morning, Tanya. Hey, good morning. So, have the, has the legislature out there actually passed something, and uh, where, where are they on this? Well, no, actually, what, there's been some movement on it, even as as recently as late yesterday afternoon. That I want to update you on. So, the proposal. Uh, would have gradually banned tackle football for kids under 12 by 2029 in California. Um, The folks there have decided that this is not going to happen. A couple of reasons. Gavin Newsom, the governor, said he is not going to sign the bill if it gets to his desk. Now, it had gotten as far as clearing a legislative committee last week. They had thought it might be poised for the vote uh, in the state assembly before the end of the month. That's where it was before yesterday. Now, yesterday, the author of the proposal, which is an assembly member from uh, Sacramento, said that he would not bring it up for a vote. So even though it got out of committee, he said he's not going to bring it up for a vote. The governor's already said he's not going to sign it uh, if it gets to his desk. Now, the lawmakers in California do have the power to override a veto, but that hasn't been done in like 40 years there. So it was doubtful that, you know, this would probably, you know, be the one exception that they did. Um, there is already a law. So that one, that proposed ban seems to be, you know, just not even going to get to first base. The 
the state already has a law about that regulates youth tackle football. Uh, Newsom actually signed it into law in 2021 is when it took effect. That limits teams to just two full contact practices per week of not more than half an hour each during the regular season. It also requires youth tackle football coaches to have training on concussions or other head injuries. So that one's already on the books. But as far as, you know, this this other one that was uh, proposed, um, the governor said that, you know, while he is deeply concerned about the health and safety of young athletes, he said an outright ban is not the answer. All right. So under the age of 12, I, I, we have youth football here in Wichita. I, I was I played mm-hmm. the first year they had it. But they they was eighth and ninth grade. Okay, that's where we started. Now they have mm-hmm. several leagues six and under. And I, frankly, yeah. as a as an ex football player, I think it's nonsense. And I would have to. I, I know it sounds pretty liberal, but if you've ever played football, I don't think it's for six year olds. We used to play that in our yard without pads, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different matter. Yeah. Um, the the idea behind the ban uh, was to have kids play flag football until twelve, until age twelve, and that would give them three years of playing tackle football before they got to high school. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where they were their thinking on it. But you know, it's it, the flag football thing has gotten way more popular. Matter of fact, the number of teenagers playing high school football, just regular football in California, has gone down by 18 percent from 2015 to 2022 which kind of also you know kind of goes along with what we're seeing nationally there's mm-hmm. numbers from the aspen institute state of play report that says since 2016 tackle football participation rates for the age group of 6 to 12 have decreased about 30 percent flag football rates have gone up by 15 percent and don't forget, flag football is actually going to be an Olympic sport in 2028. Yeah. You know what else we're seeing? Uh, the girls, females get involved in flag football. I'm seeing that, too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, yeah you know, the flag football is on the rise. You think about it. If in a, in a, if It's called a collision sport, football. But the collision you have when you don't have any pads on would be a little different. In other words... <laughs> You'd have to uh, make sure you you don't have a helmet on. You don't have any padding. If you're going to block somebody, it would be a different a different story. Wouldn't be that big collision. Yeah, would, that's true. All right. So uh, so what you you know as a person who again uh, who has a family with concussions and so forth and lots of I I, I don't know it's it seems like California is uh, kind of backing away from it, but. Uh, We'll see what happens next. Tanya, thank you so much for being with us. You cleared up the situation in California for us. We appreciate it. Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers. Stephen's head of the morning here on KNSS. It's uh, 816 here on this uh, Thursday morning. It is time for sports again with Ted Woodward. Ted. Yeah, we got Shocker men's basketball tonight. Shocks are on the road heading down to Boca Raton, Florida. First time they've ever played there. New conference member, Florida Atlantic. The Shockers taking on the 23rd-ranked Owls, a team that got on the national radar, of course, several months ago when they made it all the way to the Final Four in the NCAA tournament. Florida Atlantic is 13-4. and The Shockers have lost five straight, now 8-8 eight and eight on the season, still looking for that first conference win. The Shockers are a 15.5-point underdog going into Boca Raton tonight. The Shockers visiting 23rd-ranked Florida Atlantic. Mike Kennedy and Bob Hole begin their pregame coverage at 5 p.m., 
The game will tip off at 6 o'clock this evening down in Florida. Listen to the Shockers on 103.7 KEYN. We will talk K-State men's basketball tonight, the weekly edition of the Jerome Tang Radio Show with head coach Tang from the Wildcats coming off that huge win over ninth-ranked Baylor earlier in the week. Jerome Tang Radio Show with K-State head coach, 7 o'clock tonight. It's on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Wichita State women's basketball. The Shocker ladies snap a four-game losing streak and win at home last night at Coke Arena, beating Memphis 71-66. The Shocks get a huge effort from sophomore Daniela Abies. 9 of 11 shooting, 18 points, and a career-high 16 rebounds. Shocker ladies back in the win column. A five-point win over Memphis at Coke Arena last night. Juco women's basketball, fifth-ranked Hutchinson Community College, winning at home over Barton County, 74-64. The Hutchinson women, Lady Blue Dragons, are ranked number five in the nation. Haven't lost yet. 17-0 and on the season. Wow. Juco men's and women's play in El Dorado at the power plant last night. The Butler women are ranked 14th in the nation. They beat Cloud County, 82-58. Butler women are now 15-2 and on the season. And then the Butler men after that. Butler men ranked 19th in the nation, hosting Cloud County. Dennis Higgins had the call of the Butler men over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Andy's jump pass goes right side. Here's a three on the way by Williams. He got it. He's fouled. A.J. Williams with a three from the right wing, and he's fouled. A chance at a four-point play, and the Grizzlies lead balloons to 40-26. to And Butler wins it over Cloud, 63-50. Four wins in a row for the Butler men. They're ranked 19th in the nation, now with a record of 14-3 and on the season. Don't forget, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs play their playoff game at Buffalo on Sunday evening, and we will have that game right here on KNSS. Right and, of course, yeah. shortly we will have our Thursday morning feature, The Minute with Mitch. It's Mitch uh, Holtis, play-by-play voice. The Chiefs will preview that one. And don't forget, our sports is brought to you by South Central Kansas Problem Gambling Task Force at next Chiefs game, 5.30 p.m. kickoff Sunday. Here on KNSS. All right, let's go to the NBA last night. The Cleveland Cavaliers win at home, beat the Milwaukee Bucks 135-95. to Starting at forward for the Cavaliers, Dean Wade, the former Kansas State Wildcat, had five points and three rebounds. And coming off the bench for the Cavaliers, the rookie, the former Wichita State Shocker, Craig Porter, had nine points, two rebounds, a couple of assists. Cavaliers have won six in a row. They're in the number four spot in the Eastern Conference. The New York Knicks win at home at Madison Square Garden, beat the Houston Rockets 109-94. Off the bench for the Knicks, former Kansas Jayhawk, Quentin Grimes with 11 points and three rebounds. The Knicks in the number five spot in the East. They've won seven of their last nine. And 25 years ago on this night at Levitt Arena, it was an amazing performance by the Shockers. Two big performances. The Shockers beat Southwest Missouri State 94-88 in double overtime. Jason Perez with a career-high 34 points. And joining him on the noteworthy column is Troy Mack, who had a career-high 22 rebounds to go along with 23 points. Troy Mack was just out of his mind wow. that night. Yeah, It was fun to watch. That's the last time a Shocker player had a 20-20. Troy Mack, 22 rebounds, 23 points, and a double overtime win over Southwest Missouri State. That was 25 years ago on this night at Levitt Arena. So it's 25 years ago. It was the last time somebody did 2020. Had a 2020 for the Shockers. Okay. <laughs> All right. That is wow. Sports with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Thank you, Ted. Keep it here for the 
Hannity Morning Minute this morning, party switching in New Hampshire. Sean's going to tell us about it. Coming up, Stephen Ted of the Morning on KNSS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. nationally recognized Marconi awarded radio show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve Hackintosh, Ted Woodward, 830 here on a Thursday morning, 20 degrees at KNSS. A woman was injured in a shooting at a hotel in West Wichita Wednesday over the noon hour. This is in the 5800 block of West Kellogg Drive. 28-year-old woman found in a room, hospitalized now in serious condition, with a gunshot wound to her leg, no arrests have been made. A horse that wandered onto an ice-covered pond in Butler County was rescued Wednesday afternoon when it fell through the ice. Andover Fire Rescue Chief Chad Russell says an animal response team used fire equipment to get the animal to dry ground. So we were uh, put on our ice rescue suits and we were able to make it out her out to her. We slung her with our normal. Uh, ropes and webbing that we uh, used for uh, rope rescues and we were able to with those slings we were able to pull her off the ice and get her over to the edge a veterinarian provided the horse with fluids for an iv and tended to some minor injuries sedgwick county department of strategic communications director nicole gibbs says the county needs workers for the 2024 election season Election workers play a vital role in the election process, and, is, and it's an excellent opportunity to serve the community. You can apply today at sedgwickcounty.org slash elections. Kansas presidential preference primary election day is Tuesday, March 19th. Federal and Texas officials are clashing over control of the U.S. southern border. Fox's Matt Finn reports from Eagle Pass, Texas. 
Over the weekend, Democratic Congressman Henry Cuellar tweeted in part that Texas is to blame for the drowning death of a migrant and her two children. However, the Texas military department strongly refutes that claim, saying it's wholly inaccurate. However, despite the unconfirmed allegation floating around over the weekend, the White House released a controversial statement insinuating Texas is to blame, writing in the very first line, on Friday night, a woman and two children drowned near Eagle Pass, and Texas officials blocked U.S. Border Patrol from attempting attempting to provide emergency assistance. That controversy aside, a federal attorney has warned Texas that today is the last day the state has to allow Border Patrol agents back, or the attorney writes the U.S. government will consider all options on the table. Governor Abbott and other Republicans blaming the White House border policies for issues at the border. An Air Force officer training to be a Top Gun fighter pilot has been crowned this year's Miss America. 22-year-old 2nd Lieutenant Madison Marsh, who represented the state of Colorado in the pageant, was crowned Sunday night in Orlando, Florida. Marsh is the first active duty officer to ever receive the national title. She performed a spoken word piece in the talent portion on Sunday. I give a speech on my very first solo flight at the age of 16. Because I started flying around 15, Um, that's whenever I kind of fell in love with the Air Force Academy and the idea of serving. The 2023 graduate of the Air Force Academy holds a degree in physics and is currently pursuing a master's degree in public policy at the Harvard Kennedy School with a National Truman Scholarship. She tells Fox's America Reports how her service prepared her for the role as Miss America. We're really trying to mesh both of these roles together as me remaining on active duty and maybe potentially becoming a recruiter for the Air Force because really I wouldn't be able to be Miss America or even gone to Harvard without the opportunities that the Air Force provided. The finalists were all asked about their goals as Miss America. Marsh responded by highlighting her military credentials as an embodiment of her commitment to learning and leading with a passion. They gave me all of the tools at the Air Force Academy to compete in pageants, to get the scholarships I received, to send me to Harvard while I'm still active duty. And so we really want to mesh these two roles together so I can advocate for people that are armed service members and really try to get more people to join the service. This Salute to Service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner, a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Stephen, in the morning, KNSS 851 now. Three big things. Kansas Senate passes flat tax proposal, sends it to the House. Governor Kelly has said she will veto. One person critically injured in a house fire on Greenwood in South Wichita. E. Jean Carroll takes the witness stand in her defamation suit against former President Donald Trump. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Common price for gasoline out there this morning here in the Wichita area, two sixty nine a gallon. Very common price out there. Uh, seen lower prices here and there, though, mostly in West Wichita, two forty nine twenty first and Mays. 245 Mays and Kellogg. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Mostly sunny today with a high of 36 degrees. Chance for flurries and cold tonight. The overnight low 8. Friday mostly sunny and cold. Tomorrow's high 20 degrees. Now partly cloudy. 20 degrees. We have a south. Make that a northwest wind at 6 miles per hour at Wichita Severe Weather Station 98.7 and 1330 
KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stock market is trading this morning, and the Dow is down by 117 points. The S&P is up 12, and the NASDAQ also on the upside, 127. And local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Yesterday, Cox Machine purchased the assets of the McGinty Machine Company. It's another Wichita-based aviation subcontractor. The acquisition means McGinty Machine's 30 workers are going to join Cox Machine, which currency currently has 260 employees. The timing was right because Don McGinty, the president and owner of McGinty Machine, is retiring. The Wichita State University Foundation and Alumni Engagement has uh, announced who its new president and CEO will be. As Elizabeth King prepares to retire after 33 years in the position, Kelly Magaha, coming from Georgia State University, will start in the role February 12th and work alongside King during a short transition period. WSU announced Wednesday, King's final day will be March 1st. Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun met with a group of Spirit Aerosystems employees in Wichita yesterday, said the two companies will work better together during federal scrutiny of their manufacturing processes after the recent 737 MAX 9 door plug incident. Calhoun's time in Wichita did include a meeting with Interim Spirit CEO Patrick Shanahan, and this all comes less than two weeks after a mid-air incident in which the door plug panel flew off an Alaska Airlines MAX 9 during a flight near Portland, Oregon. There were no serious injuries, but the jet landed with a hole where the plug was supposed to be anchored. It's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Prince William has visited his wife Kate in a London hospital where she is recovering after abdominal surgery. British media reported that the 42-year-old Princess of Wales was doing well after the operation, details of which have not been disclosed. Royal officials announced Wednesday that Kate had had surgery and was expected to remain in the private London clinic for 10 to 14 days. So nobody's saying what it is, but she's had abdominal surgery. Today is National Winnie the Pooh Day. Okay. Yeah. Commemorates Arthur A.A. A. Milne's birthday in 1882. Aww. He brought the adorable honey-loving bear to life in his series, his stories, which also featured his son, Christopher Robin. Mm-hmm. Milne's lovable Pooh Bear, as he was fondly called, is a fictional bear inspired by a black bear named Winnie when he lived in the London Zoo during World War One. Love Winnie the Pooh. I was not terribly familiar with him till my son was born, and then uh, we became Winnie the Pooh fans around our house, and uh, <laughs> I knew a lot more about him. So we are celebrating Winnie the Pooh Yay. Day. How about that? Stephen Ted in the morning coming up uh, here on KNSS this morning. We have the Glenn Beck program on the way. And at 9 o'clock this morning, our news at the top of the hour. Donald Trump's defamation trial continues. He will not be there today. He's going to the funeral of his mother-in-law. And if you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Last Show, and news updates all day. Stephen Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita. All-Star Closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.